Welcome to the Further Your Fitness podcast. I am your host, Lloyd Thomas, and in this podcast, I aim to cut through all the industry's complications and confusions by giving you a clear advice on what you should focus on and what you can ignore. Hello, welcome to episode 12, I believe, of the Further Your Fitness podcast, formerly known as the Fitness to Fit Your Lifestyle podcast. Uh, as you know, I've ditched that and moved on to a different uh, kind of shorter name to the podcast. Uh, it's been a while. I think my last podcast was in May, maybe. Um, I had a lot of things going on, a lot of work, a lot of uh, confusion, and obviously with the coronavirus going on, I thought it was a good time to take a break and come back fresh with some new ideas and kind of a new layout to the podcast where I may go through some uh, kind of current events and chat rubbish, bring on some new guests. I'm planning on bringing Dan back. Uh, if you didn't listen to episode 10, I think it was, Dan um, was on the podcast, was a very good guest. We both have kind of the same ideas on fitness and kind of bounce off each other pretty well. So we're trying to get a few... Um, uh, episodes together he may get more involved as we go on but for today i think um i was gonna just cover a few things about returning to the gym and what's happened during coronavirus obviously with a lot of people using home workouts some may still be doing that which of course is is completely up to you and a lot of people aren't comfortable coming back to gyms yet and that's, you know, completely up to them. Um, but I thought I'd cover the main, uh, I suppose, topic of this podcast episode would be returning to the gym and how you should tackle it, how you shouldn't tackle it. Probably more how you shouldn't tackle it, being as uh, um, a lot of the topics I'll cover within that will be how you shouldn't be doing things. Um, as well as kind of my own training, what I've been doing to get back into the gym and, and an example of why I'm giving you the advice that I should be, which is me ignoring my own advice. Um, with regards to coronavirus itself, I don't think a personal trainer should touch on that. I don't think I'm qualified to actually say anything. I'd love to say, you know, neck thousands of vitamin c and eating healthy foods will you know combat coronavirus but i don't think that's um something that uh i should be touching on i know a lot of i did see a lot of people in the industry at the start of coronavirus trying to give advice on that and i just don't think anyone really knows enough to give advice on how to battle a pandemic or a virus that's you know sweeping the world um but I did pick up on uh, Boris Johnson's tackle on obesity. Uh, if you are outside of the UK listening to this, Boris Johnson, our Prime Minister himself, had coronavirus. I think it was early, early during the, the breakup, April maybe. And um, he really struggled with it. And he came out in July saying he was too fat as, and he launched a obesity crackdown now when this actually came out i was i was personally dealing with um a bit of a slump fitness wise i i kind of got 
too mixed up in social media. Anything fitness wise, I kind of ignored because I just wanted a break from it. it. Was it was annoying me a little bit. So I haven't actually read it. So I'm actually reading this on Sky News now because I kind of just put my phone away. I was like, I don't want to listen to it. Of all the people I don't want to listen to who talk about fitness at the moment is Boris Johnson. Um, if anyone's seen his exploits physically doing soccer aid or some of the press tours he's done where he, I think he, there was a video of him literally with a rugby ball in his hand crashing through some little kid. And I think he rugby tackled someone in a soccer aid event. So I don't think he's the best person to be um, offering fitness advice. And that's nothing personal or a, a slant on his uh, his physical, his kind of the point he's covering of being obese. I know that being you know, bigger or overweight can come with health complications. I'm not sure how that crosses over to uh, coronavirus, but some of the things he's laid out, I'm literally reading it as I'm going through the, the podcast because I've got to get back to the gym and sneak in my own session before starting restarting work. But um, so he's added a plan to ban junk food adverts on TV and online before the watershed and stopping shops from displaying sweets and chocolates at supermarkets. Mm, I, I mean, I can kind of understand that. I mean, if it's out of sight, out of mind, taking junk food and on and watersheds, I suppose, before kids go to bed would kind of take it out of their mind. But I can see where he's going with it. But at the same time, it, it what the big problem in the fitness industry itself is the lack of education. I mean, you can ban everything. You can take McDonald's off your screen. But McDonald's doesn't technically make you obese. Your net energy balance is what will make you gain weight or lose weight as this... I mean, you can. I've said this countless times on the podcast, said it countless times on social media. You know, body fat and weight gain, weight loss. Although taking McDonald's out of your sight and out of mind doesn't teach you that you can have a McDonald's. And the more you kind of pull people away from these things, the more they're going to want it in a way. So if you say, like in a museum, if you say, don't touch this monument the only thing kids are going to do or even adults to be fair is want to touch that monument you're going to make a thing of it it's going to be on your mind whereas if you kind of for example boris johnson went out there and hired or a spokesperson like a martin mcdonald or a lane norton i know lane norton's not british but if they kind of outsource these things to find a good sustainable way of getting this message across, then the, you're more likely to to get people off kind of the ob obesity scale for longer and it'll there'll be sustainable changes where people know exactly what they need to do. Even if they rolled out personal trainers and government-funded personal trainers who are highly qualified, you know, at least then there's a sustainable path to learning why rather than just kind of blindsiding people with these new but what's this buy one get one free promotions on high fat products oh he's ending that sorry so high fat products again fat 
uh, this is where the confusion comes in for you guys, where you get some people putting people on keto diets, trying to get in ketosis by having a high fat diet and taking carbs out. And yet Boris Johnson is going on the news saying high fat products are bad. Neither are true, you know, um, keto, being on a keto diet or getting into ketosis can help you lose weight. And so can taking fat down from your diet. It's just taking stuff out of your diet to reduce the calories you're intaking. Um, here we go again. I'm scrolling down now. People who are clinically obese, more 40% more likely to die of COVID apparently. But I mean, it may... It may just be a lack of exercise, and if it's respiratory, maybe that's linked. But again, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not a doctor, just a just a personal well, a coach and personal trainer. Uh, is a YouTuber on his approach to the country's waistlines. Blah blah blah. He said changes outline Monday. Losing losing weight is hard, but with small changes, we can feel fitter and healthier. True, I suppose it's very anecdotal, but. If we do our bit, we can reduce the health risks, blah, 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 blah. This is another thing that kind of then confuses. He's taken the watershed of um, these restaurants, but at the UK at the moment, we've got a t- uh, eat out to help out scheme, which um, which is basically 50% off all foods and restaurants from Monday to Wednesday. Now, on one hand, he's saying, you know, um, you can't advertise kind of unhealthy quote unhealthy foods or kind of uh highly palatable high calorie foods yet from monday to wednesday you can have them 50 percent off so it's it, <laughs> it sums up the fitness industry so well where it, 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 you're saying one thing in one minute and then another the next uh there will be further consult consultations, I can't read, on whether the same calorie count should be applied to alcohol before the end of the year and if they had ban alcohol. So, what are they saying? Ah, so... Ah, this is good. Actually, fair play to him. He's saying that pretty much all cafes, restaurants and takeaways will have to put calorie labels on their food. Now, Boris Johnson gets a lot of stick. I personally don't think... Well, I'm not going to say, actually. I'm not going into politics on, on a podcast because I'll get slated for no reason. But that is a massive, massive plus because, like I say constantly, the more you know, the better. So if I had a... I'll tell you what. If, you, if you, there was calorie labels on a Chinese restaurant, oh, my God, you'd be so devastated. Um, I don't know how that's going to work with the economy, mine, because that might force people's hands a little bit. But I mean, that's good, you know. That's clarity that you know then how much is in everything you eat. So, hey, well done, Boris. Uh, this is like I said, this is the first time I've read this. So, um, I think the last one as part of the program, NHS weight loss services will be also expanded. GPs will encourage prescribed bike rides. I mean, you know, taking taking your uh. Your calorie expenditure up, and and that's exercise. So that's more calories expended, means more room to be in a calorie deficit. Oh God, I've just scrolled down. And Jamie Oliver's on it. 
uh, campaigned on childhood obesity for 20 years. I mean, I've heard about Jamie Oliver doing that, and then some of the f- food he cooks is just... He tried to ban nuggets from schools, and that's just just not right. That, that just doesn't sit well with me. Nuggets are awesome. Uh, so, the, yeah, um, that's the first time I've read that, like I've said, three times now. Boris Johnson's little crackdown on obesity in the UK. Uh, mixed reviews. I mean, the, the like I said, the calorie counting things in restaurants and whatnot is absolutely fantastic. I think that's such a good... I'm quite surprised, pleasantly surprised. But then other things are quite contradictive. So good and bad. But at least people are aware of it. And like I said, though, I think the best thing to do would be to outsource it to people who, you know, really know what they're talking about, where they can get a message forward that clarifies how weight loss is achieved, how to do it successfully for a long term and kind of putting clarity where there's gray areas because, I mean, you could put this on uh, BBC News every night instead of, you know, all the doom and gloom that's on there, a little obesity tackler, but that's not going to happen. Um, moving on from Boris and his uh, bike rides and rugby tackling, I've recently returned to the gym. Um <sighs> kind of had a bit of a head start on other people being the manager of a gym and whatnot. Uh, And I recently put up a post, ironically telling people, you know, don't go too crazy. You know, that it's your body's not used to the strain and stimulus or stimuli, stimuli, whatever you want to call it for, um, training it's not used to the load so you really need to be careful what i've told most people in person and i've kind of said a few things on uh social media where you need to ease your way back in don't go too heavy almost going like a beginner and i think i've done a podcast on this before where i sorry uh you I hate three sets of ten. <laughs> the the kind of stuff you used to see in uh, men's health magazines where you'd get three sets of ten of this, three sets of ten of that, and it's a very basic workout, and there's no progression. But I've programmed everyone, all my clients, that for the first two weeks because your body's not used to that load and that stress. Even though you may have been doing some workouts in the house, you know, you hit, started running, possibly doing i think in my last episode i said uh upskilling with getting better at unilateral movements things you're not used to handstand push-ups all this stuff <laughs> i've now had to go back on my word and say yeah go back to three sets of ten and really act like a beginner because like i said injury can happen so quickly if you think that you're going to go back and go back to squatting 200 or deadlifting 210 benching 100 for reps i can't convert that into pounds sorry any american listeners but yeah my brain doesn't work that way sorry so you can convert that on your phone while i'm talking uh but your body is only used to what it's used to and i do think that people will come out of this better i think if you were hitting a plateau just before lockdown i think that 
after you get over this initial kind of phase of getting your body back used to just just workouts in general just training just the load and stress on your body again you may actually bust through those plateaus before because your bodies will adjust to the the new stimuli i'm going to go with stimuli <laughs> i'm going to go adjust to the new stimuli and then through all the rest it's had will then break through so say you do three sets of 10 and then you you work up uh, a strength training program for eight weeks where you start doing your five sets of five your your one rep maxes and you're going through a meso cycle of 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 strength training you may find that that rest that you had has prepared you to then bust through your old strength strength uh brackets or plateaus and you may find that your body will adapt because it's had a break whereas before it was used to five a days six days a week of training so you know the thing you need to think of is is that your body is used to now sedentary lifestyle possibly you've been furloughed you've done more sitting less movement you know your posture may have changed even to consider you may or you probably will have to look into full warm-ups again uh mobility work in the morning in the night just after you train you really should listen to this because um to start go back to the start of my story i actually went to bench 115 for the first time this is not a humble brag i swear uh probably ever i don't think i've done 115 for five reps before and i the reps were fine um if anything you know there would there was a little bit of a wobble on maybe reps four and five but i got through it fine without well the spot was there but it wasn't needed but um just after it i felt my neck was a bit stiff um and i just went out for lunch with my partner and i clicked it just to trying to be i don't know like terminator or something trying to brush it off like a tough man and after i clicked it it was almost like using a glow stick you know when you use a glow stick and you click it and you see the the color come up slowly i could feel the heat after it just travel up my neck and i just couldn't move it for like two days straight and even now the my training has to come back a bit so the strength program i was following by myself for myself has had to take a back seat because i think i just have to go back through the motions again and this is what i'm trying to explain to people at the moment is that you don't want to spend four months not training and after a week be on the shelf again for a month so imagine you come back thinking oh i'm gonna smash the gym i can't wait to do this and after you know three sessions in you pull something or you have a hope hopefully not but a fairly serious injury and suddenly you have to spend another you know two months on your sofa again not missing out on the gym you've waited so long to get back into it you really don't want to be on the shelf again so i kind of have been a martyr for my own 
advice. At least my advice was good and I'm an idiot rather than everyone going back to strength training, being fine, and I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to training. I think I prefer it that way, but at the same time, my neck still isn't great. Um, the other thing I was going to talk about, because I think I've only got like 10 minutes left, is training splits. I've recently changed from your kind of bodybuilding bro split, which to anyone who doesn't know, a bro split or a bodybuilding split is kind of your um, isolated body parts for each training method. So you you effectively doing chest one day, shoulders one day, legs one day, arms, that kind of training. And I've changed to push-pull legs, which is push being anything where you're effectively pushing anything away from your body. So shoulders, chest, and triceps. Pull being back, biceps, and anything, again, uh, re-adults. I suppose some people do it certain ways, others the other. And then legs is legs, of course. Um, the reason I've done this, one, to try and be a guinea pig for my own knowledge, and two, the reason why people say this is good, so this is why I've switched it over, is the volume. So imagine, for example, you're doing a bro split and you train shoulders. It doesn't generally take another seven, six, seven days to recover. Your shoulders are usually fine. Most body parts are fine within three days. So you should be hitting them again so that the total volume and strength and effectiveness and is more optimal than, you know, battering the crap out of one body part and then training it seven days later or six days later. So I'm going to be kind of tracking this and seeing the differences and probably coming back with another full episode of this. In uh, maybe I'll probably bring Dan on and talk to talk about it because I know he's done it. Um, and then effectively come back with pros and cons as an episode by itself. So I think that's everything I wanted to cover in this episode. More of like a recap of where the hell I've been, what I've been doing, and coming back to the gym after three, four months out. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I've, this is the second episode I've done where I didn't have to pause or make little interludes in between, so I hope you're proud of me. As always, if you like this episode, please screenshot it and share it to your story. Tell your grand, tell your grandpa, tell your little niece and your niece's dog. Follow me on all socials. I think I'm on most things now. I even uh, I even dabbled in TikTok. Oh, I know. Don't, don't, please don't turn this off because I, I did that. Um, just trying to spread the word out. And as always, like I say, thank you for listening. And hopefully I'll catch you next week or the week after. I'm not going to promise. In episode 13.